Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. Before we jump into this week's episode of Cat Talk Radio, I want to give you the bonding tip of the week. And this week's bonding tip is smell like a cat. And why is that important? It's important because cats have scent glands all over their body from the top of their head to the base of their tail, literally, even on their feet, between their toes. But one of the most important scent glands on a cat's body is the one right on the side of its face. It emits a pheromone that is unique to the cat, and it smells like the cat. And this is why you'll find your cat rubbing on corners of the you know, the rooms and come up and rub on you. It's because the cat is placing its scent all over the house. And it is an indication that your cat is comfortable. So don't discourage that rubbing on items and scenting on items. But one of the ways that you can bond better with your cat, other than giving it awesome Vitacraft treats like Lick and Lap or the new product, they've got smooth jelly. And that stuff is awesome. Other than giving them fabulous treats, you can also stroke the side of your cat's face. And in doing so, you are putting a little bit of their scent, and, and it's very mild. I mean, it's not like we can smell it, but you're putting a little bit of their scent on your hands, which means that they're going to be more comfortable with your hands touching them because they smell like themselves. So go ahead and smell like a cat this week and and get some of those great pheromones on your hands and your cat will even be more comfortable, which leads to better bonding. So I'd like to thank our sponsors, Vitacraft, for making the bonding tips of the week possible for everyone. And now we're going to jump into Cat Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. And today we have a very special guest, a last minute guest. So I appreciate her jumping on with us last minute. Our uh, our guest I had lined up for the interview this week canceled last minute. Um, so I asked Sharon Castillo to join us. And a lot of you probably already interacted with Sharon or know Sharon because she is the main volunteer at Cat Behavior Solutions. So we're excited to have her with us today. Welcome to the show, Sharon. Thank you, Molly. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming. I thought, you know, when I was thinking about what am I going to do last minute? And I thought, you know, this would be fun. Nobody really gets to talk to Sharon. She's kind of the the silent backbone to many things in my life. Sharon and I have, have been together for over 20 years. So it's fun yeah. to, to get to uh, bring you to the forefront today and, and kind of share all the wonderful things you do for Cat Behavior Solutions and in general with our audience. So Start out by, you know what, let's start with talking about your cat, because I mean, it is Cat Talk Radio after all. Sharon has a very special cat named Harley, 
and uh, start by sharing who Harley is and how you got him and that kind of thing. Oh, thank you. Well, uh, thank you for having me on. I'm happy to to share Harley's story. I, I love him very much. So Harley is a three-legged cat. His full name, by the way, Harley Davidson Castillo. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's his little collar is Harley Davidson. The whole thing. Um, he's a three-legged cat, and he's very, very special to to my parents and myself. Um, I, he's what we call a foster failure, right? Who doesn't have a, a, a few foster failures, but this is my first one. And it was just, I just fell in love with him. Um, you and I came to know about him when you got a call that there was a cat at the shelter that some random person, uh, just walked in off the street carrying a cat with a chicken wing, you know, his little broken leg and said, I, I saw this cat on the street with a broken leg, here you go, and left them at the shelter. So for some reason, they couldn't do the operation there. You, they asked you to find a vet that would do it. And and of course, you said, oh, sure, no problem. I'll take care of it. Sharon, go pick up the cat. <laughs> That's usually how that works. Yeah, that is usually how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Molly's I got it. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it, no problem. Hang up the phone. Sharon, go do this. <laughs> But that time it, it was fine. I love taking cats around. It was it's just part of the volunteer stuff that I do. But so I go to the shelter, and this is my favorite part of the story. Um, I I walked all the way back to where the clinic was, and and I'm standing at the front door, and I'm trying to catch the attention of one of the techs, you know, to show him my paper and what cat I'm supposed to be picking up. And so while I'm standing there, everybody's busy. Out of the corner of my eye. This I see this cat like moving a lot in this cage in the far back corner. So I look over at him, and he's just walking up to the to his the front of his gate and meowing at me. And I can, and he turned a certain way, and I could see where his little broken leg was. And I was like, oh, I think that's the one I'm picking up. But he was like trying to get my attention. He was meowing at me. He was like right at the gate, um, and so. Finally, a tech comes over, sees the paper and goes, oh, sure, let me get him for you. So he takes my crate, goes around the table. And sure enough, he goes straight to that cat, gets him out. And he was really very quiet, you know, no pain, no nothing. He let him pick him up, put him in the carrier and off we went. So over the next couple of days, you know, we had him in the office. You got him an appointment to get um, his surgery. And I remember the vet told you, that she was going to put a pin in his leg. Well, in the middle of surgery, she finds out he has a hairline fracture in the upper bone, so she can't put a pin. She has to amputate. So we, after the amputation, we bring him back to the office. Conveniently enough, you had to go back to Santa Fe. I don't know how that works, <laughs> but you know. How yeah, it that is. Was, that's the other thing I do to Sharon a lot. I go, Sharon, we're fostering this cat, which oftentimes becomes you're fostering this cat because I can go. <laughs> Funny enough, the next day she has to go off out of town. Okay. So, so here I am. This was my first time taking care of a cat with a pretty serious surgery. You know, I had never seen that before. I have a picture that, that you and I took of him like the day of surgery and you can see his big scar and it was a little scary looking and I was a little intimidated but so I decided you know I, I spent as much time as I could there with him I had to 
I had to teach him how to use the litter box, um, you know, or help him kind of get into the litter box and help keep his wound clean. And I would sit with him before and after work on the couch in our little kitten room and yeah, the other I thing know. we I... probably need to tell people is this was a front leg amputation, which is harder mm-hmm. on cats than a rear mm-hmm. leg amputation. So when she says like she had to had to help him get around for litter box and things, that's because you can imagine a, a tripod cat with a front leg missing. That, that takes them a little while to regain that balance and, and muscle mm-hmm. memory is all changed and different. So, mm-hmm. and he was an adult cat. He wasn't, a, it wasn't a kitten kitten. He was, no. was he like maybe about a year or just he under about a year old. He was about a year old. Yeah. And uh, so he was a good size. And so it was easier actually to manage him because little kittens, they're like little wiggle wiggle bodies you know they don't stay still for too long remember the little one we had with the back leg amputation he was like oh my gosh jelly bean with three legs running around and he ran Um, oh my gosh he was like a streak from one end of the warehouse to the other he would just streak around you'd never know that little kitten was missing a leg and i followed him on instagram he still gets around like nothing and he's quite big now and he's huge yeah, um, of course, that was a rear leg amputation. That was rear leg. So that was different. So no, hardly needed um, help to get, you know, he would like stand in front of his box and like not really know how to get into it. And he kept trying to use the, the leg that was missing. So I, I'd have to be there and help him. And um, after a couple, I, I don't know how long it was. It was two weeks, three weeks, maybe that, that um, he was recuperating with me. And you came back from, from out of town and right about the time he's well, (laughs) perfectly well. She examined him and voila, he's cured. No, no, no. Um, But he was, he had recovered quite well and was getting around. And you told me, I remember we were having lunch with Dewey in the conference room because you guys had just gotten back. So we were catching up on everything. And you brought up the fact that, okay, I think it's time to, to start getting, um, and I forgot what it, what name we had given him then, because we had given him a name, but it was something else. And you said it's time to to get him adopted, and um, so let's uh, let's start thinking about that. And I was like, uh huh. And I kind of, you know, I started thinking. And so that that night, I talked to my parents, and we already had one cat. We had Susie at the time. She she passed away in like 2016 or 2017, I think. But back then. We had Susie and and I had my cat sitting jobs. And I remember having this conversation with my parents that night. I was like, I'm really in love with this cat. I really, really want to keep him. Um, would that be okay with you guys? Because I, I live with my parents. And and my mom was very concerned about it. She goes, well, you, you know, you're, you're getting kind of busy with your cat sitting jobs and you're gone for a few days sometimes. That means that, you know, I'm going to have to, your dad and I are going to have to take care of him and and he has three legs. What if he needs help? You know, she had no idea how to deal with a three-legged animal. So we talked about it, but by the next day I was like, Nope, I'm in love with him. I got to adopt him. I just, he, he has to stay with me because I would sit on the couch with him and hold him and he would cuddle up with me. And he still does that to this day. He'll like, when we sleep together in bed at night, he like cuddles into my rib cage and, or sometimes he'll stretch and takes up half the bed. And I have a 
full size bed and he takes up half of it. Um, <laughs> but we would sit and cuddle on the couch and I just knew I was just in love with him. I was like, I have to keep this cat. And uh, so I, I went back to you the next day and I was like, I'm adopting him and his name's going to be Harley Davidson. You're like, why? Why Harley Davidson? Yeah, I was, like, was going to say, you got to tell everybody you're not like some motorcycle chick or something, right? No, <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I'm afraid of motorcycles, actually, because there's a huge backstory to that. But um, I named him Harley Davidson for two reasons, because he he has three legs and he runs like he has six. I mean, even to this day, he just runs up and down the stairs in the hall like he, he's adapted awfully well. And he, he manages really good on three legs and, and just runs really fast. So that was one reason. The other was kind of to honor my brother. Um, my, my brother, that was his favorite motorcycle. My brother passed away in 2007 um, from a brain injury as a result of a motorcycle accident. Um, and it was, um, and I don't know, it just, that just, that's just what came to my heart when it came to naming him. Cause at some point, somebody, maybe it was my mom referred to him as like a motorcycle, you know, that how fast he ran. And that automatically made me think of my brother, um, hit what happened with him. And, and my brother loved motorcycles and, and he had, he rode them and he had one and, and he, um, and his favorite bike was the Harley because it makes a lot of noise. <laughs> my brother, he took, when we were teenagers, he took the mufflers off of two of my cars when I was a teenager trying to go to work and go to high school. He took the mufflers off the cars because he wanted them to be loud. I'm like, yep. you're crazy. What is wrong with you? Well, but it hardly makes a good cat name. So that's, that's, the that yeah, I, I think it, it fits him really cool. I mean, obviously he's a boy and he's, he's very, um, he's got a great little, round body you know he's pretty strong yeah so it fits him and 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 it makes me happy to to have named him that for my brother so so that's I'll tell everybody what let's tell everybody a little bit about you and <laughs> uh and and what you do for cat behavior solutions because sharon does a lot of stuff for us behind the scenes i couldn't get <laughs> i couldn't get a tenth done of stuff i get done if sharon wasn't like seriously helping and doing a lot of this so tell everybody how they have probably come in contact with you and and what you do for us oh well thank you i i i love helping you with cat behavior it's it's a really nice it's a wonderful philanthropic is that the right word that's the right um, word <laughs> uh thing to do and it makes me feel good to do it um because i know that we're helping so many kitties we're helping a lot of people get along better with their cats. Um, so the main thing that probably your listeners uh, know me from is, is if they placed an order on the store website, uh, the website store, I mean, um, all the orders, you know, they come through you and then to me and then I fulfill all of them. I have all the inventory and I package everything up. I try to package everything so nothing breaks on the way out to everybody and um, prepare all that, all that shipping, all the orders that go out. Um, I help you with um, all the social media postings. Yes, uh, big help. Get those, those scheduled and 
and you know, thank goodness that they have those calendars. We can do them a few weeks at a time and not worry about it for a moment. Um, but help you with social media, help you maintain the website. You know, there's a lot of things that sometimes have to get changed or have to get refreshed. And I try to help you keep keep up the information on the website. Yeah, and if you and, ever got an email blast from us announcing, yeah. you know, the Cat Talk Radio episodes or yeah. something else, that's Sharon puts those together and sends those out. So. <laughs> She does a lot if, for us. If there and, are typos, those are my fault. Or I could blame Harley because he likes <laughs> to jump up here and walk on my keyboard. What is it with cats and keyboards anyway? I don't know. But they press certain <laughs> buttons and things pop up on the screen. And I'm like, how did you do that? I didn't even know I had that program on my computer. And how do I close it? I know. I <laughs> Pico does it all the time. He'll walk across my keyboard and all of a sudden iTunes launches. And I'm like, how did you do that with one button? <laughs> they have special talents, but, um, but if they're typos, those are also me. Um, but we'll just blame Harvey for now. <laughs> Sharon is really good at catching typos. Don't let her fool you. Not making too many at all. And then, and, and you mentioned your, your cat sitting job. So uh, Sharon's in the Dallas Fort Worth, Texas area. We have a lot of listeners all around the world. I'm sure you'd like to go cat sit for, for Yoli in Milan, Italy, wouldn't you? There we go. Anybody from Rome, give me a call. I'm just a plane ticket away. I'll cat sit for free if you fly me to Rome. <laughs> yeah, she does an awesome job. I highly recommend her um, for cat sitting. Cause I mean, obviously she's been along on this cat journey for, you know, since, I was going to say since the beginning, the but beginning. not since that long. Cause I started this when I was a kid with cats, but well, <laughs> certainly is- since the professional part of the journey, she's been along. And so she picks up all kinds of things and, and goes mm-hmm. out of her way to, you know, recommend foods and mm-hmm. toys and things like that, that she picks up from cat talk radio exactly <laughs> i always tell everybody i get direct i get the information direct from the source and um and i do i have a lot of clients that ask my, my advice on what kind of food and so i have a list actually i have an email that i use as a draft <laughs> of list of foods um that that are healthy and or healthier than everything else that's out there and i always try to pass along the information that that you do on on cat talk radio and that you've taught me about the five ingredients that the food is not supposed to have how important it is to to read the ingredients list um the whole kcal formula how important that is um i actually have a couple of clients that literally measure everything out and when they go out when they go out of town they leave me the exact portions of food <laughs> that's <laughs> nice the trouble of doing the math <laughs> so they leave me everything pretty organized on how i need to feed them so i try to share all that information and and if i can i deliver you know the orders or toys that people order and um and the cats seem to really love them that bouncy tail thing oh, oh my gosh. yeah you know it's so oh. funny i found ours it, it goes missing is it, it's like a what what it is it's on our store called bouncy tails you can see it there but it's like a little super ball little rubber super ball with feathers coming out of it and it'll just 
disappear, right? And I know it's under something. Well, the other day, Pico knocked a toy under the TV cabinet in the bedroom. So I got down there and shined my my flashlight under there. And I was like, oh my gosh, Bouncy Tail was under there. (laughs) And I got it out and bounced it for him. He was so excited. And of course, by morning, I have no idea where it is now. You know, it's under something else. I'll find it. You know, you can so no, don't love- the moral of that story is you better buy a half a dozen bouncy tails <laughs> if you want to keep up with them. <laughs> yeah, no, because those things, that rubber is tight. They'll they bounce really hard, really high, and the cats will go after them, but then they end up sliding under the couch or under the cabinet. Yeah. I'm having to dig them out for them. It was funny, but, uh, Sharon and I, before we hopped on to to record this episode this morning, we were we both had cat sitting duty <laughs> before we <laughs> recorded this. And I I don't I to make this clear. I don't cat sit. I mean, I cat sit for my neighbor because I walk right. down and while they're out of town and, and it's a, a close thing. That's not something that I have time to do. I'd love to, but <laughs> I, uh, I train her cat. So it's very funny because she doesn't, they, they don't train their cat and they don't even practice the cat skills when I'm not there. But when we go over, you know, for happy hour or dinner or something, I go, well, let me show you what Stripes does now. <laughs> and I run him <laughs> through his routines. And, <laughs> and so I, uh, I'm trying to teach him. He, he jumps over my legs. I sit on a stair and he jumps over my legs. Well, I'm, I'm now raising that bar literally. So I have like my feet stacked on top of one another so that he has to jump super high and over. So every that time I try like to, for you. right, it is, it is. I was like, this, I'm getting exercise, having to hold my leg in midair. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's so. one thing that Harley has never, never, I've tried. I mean, I've had him for what, six, seven years now. I think I adopted him in 2016. Um, and because of everything, you know, I know that how much, how important you say training them or teaching them even one or two tricks is and everything. I've been trying from the very beginning that I got him to teach him tricks and he just never does it. I've tried the clicker. I've tried different types of treats. He just wants the treat. He will literally just look at me and, and sit there and be like, just, just give me the treat. What do you, you expect me to do something for it? Yeah, I don't know. Just, you know, that's what I was telling you too, that you got to <laughs> catch them doing something that's natural to them because it, you have to, cats don't get, I mean, they, they do instinctively get that they have to work for food because that's in their nature, but they don't get that they have to work for food from you because their whole lives they've been getting it for free. So you kind of mm-hmm. got to turn that switch on for them and, and show them that, you know, action equals reward and, and catch them doing something. Now you got to run around with cat treats in your pocket all the time. Cause you just never know when that's going to be. But if he sits there and stares at you, then you could capture look. All right. So if he's not looking at you and then he comes and sits down and stares at you, go look and give him a treat. And then soon enough, when he's, when he's not looking at you, you go hardly look and he'll look <laughs> at you and then you give him a treat or you could treat him for sitting. So if he walks up soon as he sits, then click and give him the treat and then put that on the sit cue, you know, so you just capture normal things that cats do to begin yeah. with, to kind of get them the idea that, 
okay, you got to do something. Then you get the treat. And then they start getting adventurous. Well, what if I do this? He's not one that can really high five because he only has one arm. So. <laughs> but he's really good at sitting on his, on his butt and, you know, he'll, he'll do that. He'll put his little hand on me or something. We had a, we had another foster that was, that was a front leg amputation and, uh, and I taught him to high five, but he would stand up on his back legs and, and high five, you know, <laughs> so he was kind of a standing high five. He was cute. Yeah. And, uh, no, Harley, and, Harley sits on his butt. He's gotten to be a big boy. He's, he's big. Remember he's not as big as Tabasco was but he's getting there like Tabasco was really long and yeah and, you know pretty pretty muscular Harley's getting there I don't think he's quite as long as Tabasco was but he's he's strong and thick you know he's he's so no he has to sit on his butt I don't see him <laughs> standing up on his two back legs at all <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny is he won't he he doesn't you know he won't learn any tricks from for me you know to do them but but he has trained <laughs> she's gonna kill me but she has trained my mom he has trained my mom um whenever mom goes to the bathroom um he follows her in there and he expects her to give him treats and the, the now, does, deal she is keep, mom, does she keep like treats yes, in, in the toilet yes. or something next to <laughs> in the drawer next to the <laughs> toilet yes ma'am she does and then the bag has to be refilled um and she'll announce it to somebody she'll be like hey i need this bag refilled whether it's my dad or myself so yeah she does um because the thing that the thing that trained hardly or that in his brain is the trigger my mom is is having to use a wheelchair right now she's doing physical therapy and she's doing better thank god but she still needs the wheelchair so when she gets up from the couch and gets into the wheelchair nine times out of 10, it's to go to the bathroom, but it might not be. But as soon as Harley sees that he will come out of nowhere, he could be sleeping on on the by the window, he could be upstairs. He just hears the wheelchair or something or sees what's happening and sees mom getting into the wheelchair. He will go stand in the hallway by the door next to the bathroom he won't go inside but he will sit in the hallway next to the door and will wait for mom to make her way there and then once you know she's settled in he'll come up to her literally to her feet and be like meow yeah <laughs> asking for your street and and so he's got her trained pretty well in yeah. that it it is amazing how well they train us <clears throat> you know it's it's yeah <laughs> They, it's anything you reward, they will do more. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you mm -hmm. know, that that's simply how you train cats. You see something you want to <laughs> see more of, you know, like Pico, when he was, a, of course, I started training him day one. Sharon, yeah. by the way, is the one who drove Pico <laughs> up to Santa Fe for me because I, I adopted him from Dallas Cat Lady and I was out in Santa Fe at the time. And so sure enough, Sharon drives him out to us. And, and since he was a part of my volunteer duty, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He likes to stand on his back legs. And so mm -hmm. I kept rewarding that. I kept reinforcing that I'd, I'd go, Oh, good boy. And give him treats. And, and now he'll walk on his, you know, standing straight up, walk on his back legs, like five or six feet.
um, he loves it. And I'm working on getting him to pirouette because it looks like a pirouette, right? Because he's walking on his back legs and then turning a circle standing. Great. I want to see that. I haven't seen him do that. Well, you need to come back out again. All right. (laughs) I'll take that as an offer. That's not a problem. Okay. You can ride back with us this next time we're coming in. Okay. Well, you know, we got to talk about that because I've got my cat sitting schedule is pretty full this summer. That's just true. Everybody everybody is just like I mean we already had our vacation so we were just my parents and I we were just as anxious to to get out and you know travel again Uh, but every single one of my clients is just out running yeah (laughs) flying everywhere are you available this day this day and so just, that, is, you know. that is the trouble is catching Sharon because she does stay <laughs> really booked. So <laughs> I'm like two months out at this point. I've got all of May. Every single weekend in May is booked. And I've got three out of the five weekends, three out of the four in June are booked. That's so, great. Like, That's great. So it's it's a great, you know, it's a great, easy job. I can still do my regular job and and be over there and, and hang out with other cats and, and, and be in different places. So I get a change of scenery, but, um, yeah, but yeah, I do get to miss Harley a whole lot. And, uh, so it's fun when I'm home and, uh, and we get to hang out together because mom gets jealous now that when I, when I'm at home, he'll come up here with me and cause I work upstairs and he'll hang out on my desk. Like he'll knock down. Sometimes I tell you, I don't know where that note is, is because somebody has knocked it off the table. <laughs> and they're like, that he wants to sit in front of me next to my computer and, and, uh, and be here with me, which is really cool. So he's yeah. not really too jealous. I get the inspection when I get home from a job. Oh, you know? yeah. I'll I got that this him. morning. I, I got in and Pico was like, wait a minute, um, you smell like stripes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like wait I smell dog where have you been <laughs> oh yeah I get I get the inspection every time I come home from a cat sitting job and um and, and but then he'll settle down or sometimes if he if, I think if he gets upset he'll like nibble at the underside of my arm <laughs> but he'll just like nip you know a little bit and then little he'll meow bite. yeah yeah don't do bites. that again don't do yeah. that again <laughs> but um but then he calms down and he's okay so he's not too terribly jealous but uh but I do yeah. miss him well I, I appreciate you jumping in and saving us today I you know and <laughs> I, I should have thought of this sooner to do <laughs> this oh, worked no, out perfect funny. this was this was very fortuitous that you uh, uh, you you're available today and um and to do this because i think it's important everybody put at least a voice to a name and if you get the if you get the e-card or go out to voice america then you'll get to put a face to sharon's voice as well because there's a cute little picture of her and harley out there oh my goodness we appreciate you you being with us today and appreciate you very much for everything you do for cat behavior solutions and our listeners. And like I said, there's no way I could, I could do this without you. And, you know, and like we, we all say there's no salaries out of cat behavior solutions. So every, every bit of money that comes in from, from my consultations or products you buy or things like that, 
all goes to, you know, to benefit the cause and to, to help people and help cats like, like Harley mm-hmm. with his amputation mm-hmm. and, and other cats in need. So we really yeah, appreciate a lot of them out there. Yeah, we appreciate everything you do, Sharon, and we appreciate you listeners for tuning in today. And um, you can help our Sharon and I and our and our cause here by going to our website at catbehaviorsolutions.org. Go to our store and buy some cool stuff for your cat because then Sharon will send you a little note and some fun stuff along with your order. (laughs) And while you're there below the products, too, there's donation amounts that you can you can put in there and that helps to keep us on the air and and to help other cats and and -hmm. people in need so again we appreciate you tuning in and appreciate you being with us here today sharon and until next time everybody how's it go sharon keep calm and purr on yep that's it (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't sure I thought you were going to have me recite the one that Dewey can never Oh, yeah. We're going to keep doing this as long as shelter euthanasia is the number one cause of death in cats. There you go. I knew a few other words, but definitely keep calm and purr on. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got some exciting news. We're going to have really sparkly keep calm and purr on t-shirts in the store soon that are adorable. So yeah, watch for those as well. Those are going to sell like hotcakes. I just know it. Yep. 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 All right. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.